What is happening, Fins Up Nation? This is Rob Hilbert here with you, lifelong Dolphins fan, bringing you Splash Zone in Miami, a podcast brought to you by FL Teams, which is your number one source for all your Florida teams. Please check them out at flteams.com or on social media at FL Teams. Now, today on the podcast, I want to get right into the draft because we are one week out, people. One week from the NFL draft. It's it's kind of like Christmas in uh, April if you're a big uh, NFL fan, big Dolphins fan like I am. Especially this year with Chris Greer setting us up for some pretty fun action. We've got two picks in the first round, four in the top 50. It's going to be an entertaining first two days for Miami Dolphins fans. First First day and then first half of the second day. After pick fifth, after pick I think 81, we're kind of go quiet. Um, anyway, in today's podcast, I want to kind of touch on pick 36 and pick 50 and kind of do an overview of a mock draft I did and kind of just nerd out a little bit on this this draft process and what it's going to mean for the 2021 dub train of a season I think we're going to have. I have a lot of ex- good expectations for this team and what, what can come of it uh, in 2021. So right off the bat, let's get into it. I pick 36. I think it's going to be an opportunity for us to take the running back. If, like we talked about before, if a Quiddy Pay or a Mika Parsons is uh, available at 18, I think we will take them. And that's that's kind of what happened in a lot of mock drafts I've done. Uh, one of the two was always there. Typically, was Quiddy Pay. So, for the sake of this podcast, we're gonna go as if we got Quiddy Pay at 18. Which, you know how this draft works. Who knows if that's gonna be the case? But we're gonna go into that assumption for this this episode, this discussion. So at 36, I think it's pretty obvious what you do at 36 if you've already taken a pass catcher at six and taken an edge rusher at 18 in Quiddy Pay. I think you've. I personally think. That Javante Williams, Najee Harris, and Travis Etienne, like we talked about last week, are a step above everybody else as far as running back. So I would have gone with Javante Williams if he's available. He's available most mocks at 36. So that's who I have us taking at 36. So I'm going to glance past 36 for a minute because we've already kind of discussed all the running backs. And I want to discuss 50. There's a contingent of Dolphins fans on social media, people I know personally, who who aren't very happy with the offensive line the way it is. I can understand that. Our running game, I don't know if it was atrocious, but it was not good. Um, pass protection was not good. I think overall the offensive line was middle of the pack, if not a little below average. So I can understand where those people are coming from. Pick 50 is where I think... Miami is going to target the offensive line, and specifically, I think they're going to target the interior offensive line. I think they invested last year, pick 18 first round on Austin Jackson, so I do not think they're going to punt on that. I think they're going to keep him at left tackle. They also spent high round pick, high draft picks on Robert Hunt, left tackle. He's a right tackle, right guard, can play both. And then Solomon Kinley, who's a beast at right guard. I love that man. He is huge. I'm a big guy myself, so I love watching that tank out there run blocking and smashing people. I think he was one of the best offensive linemen on this team last year. He's a rookie. He's right up the alley of what the Miami Dolphins front office is looking for with 
big athletic dudes who can crush you on the offensive line. I envision him eventually being left guard, replacing Eric Flowers once we can get him off the roster and get rid of that contract. Um, So I think center is a place we can upgrade or any of those interior offensive line positions. I think right tackle is going to be Robert Hunt, left tackle Austin Jackson. You let that kid develop, and we're going to be good there. So I think pick 50 is going to be a perfect opportunity to go after an interior offensive lineman. And in my opinion, it's going to come down to pretty much two options. And it's going to be Creed Humphrey of Oklahoma or Landon Dickerson of Alabama. Both guys are beasts. Um, I would say straight up, if you were to just look at tape and um, look at their skill set, Landon Dickerson is the better of the two prospects, but he has an injury history. Um, So that's an issue that some teams are going to, look at and it's going to cause him to maybe slip Creed Humphrey Oklahoma does not have the injury history but he's not as he has a lower ceiling than Landon Dickerson so you're taking a chance there on who do you want to draft the the person who has a lower ceiling same floor but not as much injury history or do you take the guy who has a very high ceiling, but has an injury history that included him tearing his ACL just four months ago. Now, it is pro day. Landon Dickerson was doing cartwheels and stuff, so it seems seems as though he's doing okay. But you got a hard decision to make there if you're the Dolphins of which one you're going to take at 50. I think most NFL teams are going to rather go the route of Creed Humphrey because there are less concerns. So I believe that Dickerson will be there at 50, and I believe the Dolphins should take him there at 50 to get a pretty stout option at center or interior offensive lineman for the future. Uh, he's he's just a beast if you watch his tape. He He pushes people around. He's in the Alabama offense, so he's learned learned a ton of pro-style offense and pro-style protections, those kinds of things. Now, a sleeper that I think would be a great pick and the Dolphins clearly have interest in is Quinn Miners. He's an interior offensive lineman out of the University of uh, Wisconsin-Whitewater. And the interesting thing about him is he was at the Senior Bowl in Mobile, Alabama, during the offseason. And as some of you may know, maybe some of you don't, the Dolphins staff was actually um, got the opportunity to coach the Senior Bowl, one of the teams, obviously, and Quinn Miners was on their squad. And they moved him to center. So that right there tells you that they already have scouted him and liked the idea of him possibly moving to center. They like his athletic ability. They like his size. He's right up their alley with all those things. And the fact that they moved him to center during the senior bowl shows you that they're already thinking of that possibility. So even if Dickerson's not there at 50 or even if they have to move up from 81 later, keep Quinn Miners in your mind as a possible option of interior offensive line for the Dolphins at 50 or 81 later in the draft. But I do agree with that contingent of The Miami Dolphins fan base, to an extent, I do think the offensive line needs to be addressed again, but I think it's the interior, and I do not think it's in day one of the draft. I think 
They've already spent those type picks on the offensive line. It's now time to get weapons for Tua and maybe get that defensive end position taken care of because as we all know in today's NFL, that's a huge deal to have on defense. You've got to have a guy pressuring the quarterback because if these quarterbacks nowadays have all the time in the world to stand back in the pocket and release release the ball on time, they're going to tear you up. So that's got to happen. So it's got we've got to build for Tua so he can start tearing teams up. We've got to put something on defense to get sacks and pressure to stop the other offense from tearing our team up. So it's both things need to happen. So remaining of the time, I just want to reiterate how important this year's draft is for the Dolphins. They've taken a big step in going 10-6 and six after only having five wins in 2019. It's time to get the dub train going in 2021. I'm telling you, we've got to get weapons for Tua Tungavailoa. Get this offense going. We've got the coach. I really believe we have the coach. I love the guy. It's clear the guys love him. They compete for him. Everyone's fighting for their spot on the team. And Chris Greer, GM, he's wheeling and dealing, man. He's he's like Sonny from draft day. I mean, he's loaded up the picks. He wheeling and dealing. He turned 3 to 12, 12 to 6, and got us a first-round pick. It's got us all excited. So buckle up. Uh, next week we'll have a pre-draft show. We'll just talk about everything that could happen. I'll do an instant take after the draft, and then we'll kind of maybe do another episode after that to summarize overall what's happened with the draft. Um, but everyone, enjoy this next week of anticipation. Do some more mock drafts. And thanks again for going on this ride with me. I look forward to the next week. Fins up.